Hey, what's going on, folks? We got another exciting podcast episode, in my opinion. This time, we're talking about the money. Yeah. So uh, we'll try to be brief in our introduction about how me and this guy crossed paths. I'll try to be as as, as quick as I can be. Uh, But I'll let him introduce himself, give you the official... So, Grant, I'm going to let you do your official. I know it's Grant Doherty, but I want you to officially introduce yourself and what you do, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my name is Grant Doherty. Um, I am I'm originally from the Houston area, uh, born in Houston, uh, was raised in Pearland, uh, went to went to Dawson High School. Okay. Of places. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I also went to uh, attended Prairie View A&M University where I played baseball. And, and we ain't going to be mad at him as, as, as TSU folk, we're not going to be mad yeah, about that. Know, take it but he's a proud PV grad. Yeah, yeah, no, very proud, very proud. I almost wore my my uh, my gear. You up should here. have. I, I should and have. I forgot. You told me when we were going to schedule this the other day, you was ready, and also I was ready. Then I totally flipped my mind because you know life takes it's over. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, no, I I, I love the rivalry. Uh, you know, <laughs> with with Prairie View. You know, I, I play baseball there, man. We we got swept. We swept them. So you know the sting and the and the love is all there. So uh, anytime I get to come up to TSU and wear my Prairie View uh, gear, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't miss. An you will do it, okay? So, uh, y'all lucky I had to wash my my my, my shirt that day. So. Well, welcome back to the campus. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We appreciate. it. Also, you have a book too. I want you to mention that because yeah. I want people to be able to go because we're going to be talking about money, particularly taxes. So I want them to know that you yeah. actually have a book that they can go get some knowledge. So they'll get some knowledge from you here, but there's probably way more in the book. Right. Right. Right, right, yeah, and so the the book is is called uh, Tax Writers You Can't Find on Google. It mm. is an ebook. Okay, uh, you know you can find it by going to one of my social media pages and just clicking the link there. Um, and you can just you know you can get it there. If you use code tax, you can get uh, I believe I believe it's forty five percent off. I lose tracks of, of the uh, of the of the codes, but mm. I, th- I think tax is forty five percent off. You guys want to go check it out. Um, so yeah, give them the social link since you gave the social. Yeah. I usually wait to the end, but since you already mentioned it, hit it now, and then we'll hit it again at the end. My Instagram is Doherty Tax Solutions, and my Twitter is Doe Tax Solutions. D O U Tax Solutions. Okay, those are my two biggest platforms that I use. I'm most active on. Uh, I am an enrolled agent, which means that uh, I am. Um, federally authorized to represent taxpayers before the IRS uh, mm-hmm. on certain tax matters. And I can also file taxes in all 50 states and with uh, any expatriates that live that may live abroad. Um, so I, I, I've worked with a lot. I've seen a lot. I mostly work with small business owners and real estate investors that make less than a million dollars a year. So that's like my general niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to focus more and more on real estate uh, just because that is that is, in my opinion is one of the uh, biggest niches that uh, where investors initially begin to invest in real estate and they grow a large portfolio, there are a lot of caveats that go into real estate taxes. So that's one of the areas where I've been uh, picking my niche in. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. Went to school here. What got you to PV? Um, so honestly, it was one of the schools that wanted to work with me and 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 play baseball. You know, it, it wasn't. Uh, you know, the only offer, it was just the offer that just happened to, you know, it was division one, you know, growing up, you know, playing baseball in high school, uh, you know, you hear division one baseball and you want to go and they, they were actually the only division one that wanted to work with me. Mm -hmm. There were a few D twos, D threes, some junior colleges. I started off going to junior college and then transferred over to Prairie View. 
Um, and that's how I ended up there. And so I was there from 2011 to 2015. Was your goal to go further with baseball? You know, I'm going to do this in college, let them get me through college, and then later on I'm going to do some other stuff. You know, it was one of those things where I would not have, you know, passed up on the opportunity had it fallen in. And I definitely gave it my all, you know. But uh, playing college sports, you quickly realize that there really are just like, I'm going to, you know, call them freaks of nature. Like there are just some people who are just bigger, faster, stronger, you know, they hit the ball, you know, so much harder than you. And you, you know? realize this as you're going through that there's these huge differences. Um. Oh, you know, I realized that back in high school. They, <laughs> they were just, you know, freaks of nature. You know, you can be skilled and, you know, don't get it wrong. The, the, the skill jump from high school to college is a whole, you know, level of skill. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it was it was an experience. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I, I quickly realized I needed to focus on on getting good grades. And so I chose business as um, as a, as like a major. That's why I went to go study. Mm-hmm. I started off in uh, uh, corporate America whenever I first graduated. And then I, uh, so I actually went to grad school first and I got an MBA and mm-hmm. then I went to go work in, in corporate America. And then around 2020 is when I started my, my own business. What uh, made you take that leap? That's a very, to work for corporate America, you could have stayed there, you know, let's be honest for the rest of yeah. your life and make a fair you know, so, salary. So what made me take the leap was uh, one of those situations. I just started to really, my business had taken off by the time that I had really made that leap. So it was one of those just things where. Just independently, you were doing so much work independently outside of work that you. Yeah, I, I could have Felt made that comfortable leap. enough to say, this is ridiculous. Me going into this nine to five, I can just do this myself. Yeah. So I was aware of like the tax situation. So I had, I had, I had marked it all out and, and when the situation presented itself, you know, I just, I left, you know, very clean cut, you know, it was, it was very easy and I was running my own business. And, uh, you know, I, it was one of those things that it it was initially scary because even to this day, the future is very unknown. Like I do not know, like, when I wake up tomorrow, even when I woke up today, I didn't make any money. You know, you, you, <laughs> I got you. I feel you. you know, you have to go. You're an entrepreneur. Make. That's why I love to have these kind of conversations. Yeah. And, and a lot of the people that I've talked to on this podcast, yeah. always entrepreneurs, even if comedian or, you know, almost all the things that they do, they have a sense of uh, that entrepreneur spirit. Right. And I believe that you people are made different. I believe entrepreneurs, the guy or gal that will wake up and say, I'm not going to work here anymore. I'm going to just take a chance and risk it all. Right. And then, by the way, because people won't always support you and you have a wife. Yeah. You go to her and you say, hey, honey, you know, quitting. She says. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She she actually was was very uh, supportive. Of was me. she? Oh, good, my, my good, wife good, was, good. My, she was like, always, do it, baby. Yeah, no, my wife has always been very supportive. Okay, there, cool, there, cool. There were others that were not as supportive of me. Right, and they, right. And they presented all of the cons that could, that could <laughs> happen, right? Cons. You know, it, it's that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to understand what can go wrong, right? You know, that 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 can, that can be a motivation factor every single day whenever I wake up. Um you know, like I said, also the fact that I haven't made any money, you know, until you go and do something, you make an impact, you do something, you haven't made any money. So it, it is a constant motivation to get up. I, I work harder now, but I have more freedom to to work. I don't have to go in and check in at nine to five. Like uh, if I wanted to, I could show up today at, at one o'clock uh, and, and make a podcast. I can I can block out my schedule mm-hmm. and go and do it. Um, so a lot of freedom. you prefer the freedom. Especially since I have kids, you know, my, my, my kids, 
I, I currently work out of my home office, and so I, I'm constantly home with my kids, with my wife. Really uh, cool. Yeah, my wife is is also a stay at home mom, so you know we're, we're we're at home all day, you know, with the kids, watching them grow. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 it really puts a lot of relief on her too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that uh, you know, because my wife and I we want to have a lot of kids, so you know, whenever uh, you know. She she's she's like pregnant and stuff, you know. I have to be there to help her out and stuff. So uh, it's it's actually like a, a real joy. I, um, I have to ask, what is a lot? Because I already know you have two because we talk. I guess that depends, you know. Like, <laughs> um, I'm sure you two have had this conversation, and you just threw it out there that we want to have a lot. So I just was curious. I'm like, I'm gonna just ask this, and then we can move on. What is a lot? I think she wants to have three boys, and then uh, we currently have one girl. So I say a minimum would probably be, you know, four, four to five. five. Okay. You know, that's a nice little gang. Yeah, max, <laughs> max, max. You know, I, I'm not gonna put a, a max number on it because uh, we, we we do want a large family. Okay. So. All right. Well, good luck on that. Good luck thanks, on that. Thanks, and. Uh, let me real briefly, folks. So uh, I'm going down the streets of Instagram, which is a terrible street sometimes, <laughs> and you can fall into that uh, that rabbit hole of hell. And um, and we're still not really sure how we came across each other. But I know I stopped following a lot of crazy stuff, and I, I like to follow a lot of money stuff. To be honest with you, because when I see something, I just I want my brains to take in information and, and just I'm um, me and money you know anyway so I don't remember exactly how I don't know if I asked a question one day you said something I'm like wait a minute I don't know if you could ask me a question or if you maybe I, I was I think I was following you and I think you saw something that I posted and maybe I when I seen your picture I'm like hey I follow that guy Oh man, one of the one of the money guys is yeah. following me. I got really excited. So then I went down a rabbit hole and I don't know if I said something to you or what. And you hit me back though, and you're like, man, I grew up listening to you. I'm like, what? This guy's <laughs> from Houston? This is crazy, man. The world is crazy. And ever since then we've been yeah. kind of like going back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, hey man, I gotta get you on this podcast because we haven't really dwelled into money. And we haven't yet. And I apologize, but I want him to give a little background to who he is and He's just a cool guy, so I wanted you guys to have that. But I know you want to hear about money, in particular tax. Why'd you go into the tax side? There's a lot of different money things you can do. Yeah, um, you know, so how did I get started in tax? I think it started off as I started off doing bookkeeping, and then once when I got good at bookkeeping, I realized oh, there's a there's a whole another level to this with 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 regards to tax. Mm-hmm. Not to mention I had to file my own tax return, so. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's one of those situations. I took the classes in school. I had taken them before. So the, the, the information was relatively there. And then once when I sat down, I realized, man, there are how many Americans? 350 million? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 150 million of them file tax returns. Of those 150 million, probably. First of all, you just said that's only half of them. So that's a whole nother issue. We'll address well, you, that. You got to think about kids and stuff. Kids with kids. Okay, know, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. No, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, if you really want to go into the stats, there's there's a lot of them. But yeah, about 150 million tax returns, give or take. I don't know how close that number really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the, you know that has to account for like kids that that don't file tax returns, right. pe- pe- un- you know, people who don't have income, uh, you know, other things that aren't taxable are going to be like uh, VA benefits. You know that you know so someone could be living off VA benefits, they essentially wouldn't have to file a tax return because uh, that's not taxable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- there there's a couple reasons uh, you should file a tax return. Uh, you know, if you are like, I have some friends that have not, 
Yeah, no, you, you should. You know, it, not only is it technically criminal, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Thank you, you for letting them know that they can go to jail. Yeah, no, if, 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 whenever situations come out, like the stimulus checks come out, you, you wouldn't get a stimulus check unless you filed a tax return. So, mm. you know, it's things like that. It's very important to file your tax returns. Did this start for you accidentally? Because people are like, oh, yeah, you like very casually like, oh, yeah, I can do your taxes for you. Did uh, it start? Was it did it start from that basic of a place or was there? A motive like I know I'm getting ready to do this as far as taxes are concerned and start targeting these folks to do taxes for them. So it started off as like a few friends, you know, that I knew in college right. you know, needed me to like give them some help. So that's really, you know, how, how it started. And then from there, I I was like, you know, let me just give it a shot on social media. You know, let me just start making posts. And it was one of those things I, I got into. Uh, I, I had seen some other pages and they, they talk about like, oh, if you want to grow your page, you just got to be consistent, provide, you know, decent, good information. And so that's what I just started doing. I would go to Twitter. I would tweet something that I felt like people needed to understand. I would try to br- take co- so- somewhat complex situations and break it down to a very basic level of understanding and just start putting it out there. And some and of then, your I'll be honest with you now, some of the IG uh, that uh, posts that you put out there. The ideas, some of them are complex. I'm glad that you put it out there, though, because you can only say but so much on a page. And so you try to get to the point of it all quickly, which I really, really love because there's some concepts of things I totally didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Then I'm, you know, I'm starting to look at, you know, the post that you would put. I'm like, okay, okay, I need to think about that. Oh, I never thought about that. Okay, that's kind of crazy right there. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, that. You know, because so many guys and gals are out there and they're putting information up and you you just don't understand it. Let me ask you this. What's the biggest issue from all the clients that you've seen? What's the biggest? Because there's always these commonalities that you'll probably see in some of your most basic, you know, when you do taxes for folks. What's probably some of the, well, give me one of the biggest things that people are overlooking, not thinking about falling down on not doing et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. yeah yeah no that that's a really good question um and, and and before we go into it you know regarding some of like the posts that you know that you would see on social media always contact a, a tax advisor and <laughs> like so, my man putting the disclaimer yeah right i know that's right. yeah always contact a, t- a tax advisor yeah, so, absolutely. so you can get information that is specific to your uh tax that's situation. very important right that's no, very no, important. because uh, whenever what, what I need and what my guy over here, Mr. Johnny, needs is going to probably be two different needs. Yeah. So um, and, 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 and that's what I, I was going to lead up into the, the next part, which was what is the most common thing that you see like missed or so it, it depends. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's all I see all sorts of things. Right. So for business owners, bookkeeping would be a big one. Right. You know, uh, bookkeeping is, is is very sloppy, especially amongst uh, small business owners. And if you don't have your books you know, solid. If you don't have a good foundation, you can't build a house. And bookkeeping is going to be your foundation whenever it comes to like running a business, owning rental properties, different things like that. Uh, uh, as as crazy as it is, you know, one of the largest expenses or uh, you know expenses that you can claim for a rental uh, for for a a, a, a real estate investor is mm-hmm. going to be depreciation. However, that is one of the largest. Uh, missed expenses that I see. If I just like review someone's really? tax returns, mm-hmm. you know, so, someone, you know, I, I offer consultations. They they say, hey, like, can you review my tax return? Uh, you know, as I review it, if if I were to, you know, one of the most common commonly missed things would be that depreciation line 18. How important is that? 
Um, I would say it's very important because whenever you go to sell that asset, mm-hmm. so the the and I may talk about something a little complex here, but that's whenever, okay. That's okay. Whenever you uh, go to sell an asset that you claim depreciation on, you have to pay a depreciation recapture tax. That the IRS, whenever you go to sell your asset, will calculate that depreciation recapture tax, no matter if you took the depreciation or not. So it's very important for that specific reason. Is that why? Wow, so when you go to you you if you don't take it, you're still going to be taxed on it whenever anyway. you sell the as, asset. So you anyway. might as well take advantage of it. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Good so point. so you know whenever you're claiming you know looking at things like that, highly recommend it because there's also advanced strategies like. Uh, you know, there's accelerated depreciation strategies where you can accelerate the amount of depreciation you claim on a rental unit, um, and you can use that that loss to offset other rental income. You know, most of the time we can start talking about like passive income versus active income, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother strategy. Uh, whenever you're looking at, uh, especially like uh, high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Most people do they need to see a tax specialist. You know, if this guy or gal, they're making, average American makes maybe, um, don't be mad at me, y'all, maybe $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Would it be advantageous to them? Because most of them are just going to run the H&R block, get the one sheet or whatever yeah. the other one is called. Like It's escaping me right now. I can't remember the name of it. But they probably just go there, do the most basic. Mm-hmm. And when they get some money back, they felt like they just won the lottery, which many people don't realize that. No, nah, that was just your money and they just giving it back right. to you. You didn't really win anything. What it is, they held your money. They did whatever they did and they just didn't give it back to you to the end of the year or whenever you get it back. Correct. Correct. But if there's some things that you can do, there's some deductions that you can take during the year. Because I, I you know, I guess it hurts you when you when you do your taxes and it's zeroed out. Yeah. You didn't get anything because I think we're all we're all led to believe that we should be getting a ton of money back. Right. And when that doesn't happen and you get zero, you're like, oh, man, I didn't I didn't win the lottery. So I don't know if that if you have a particular viewpoint on that, like, no, you 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 want to take all the deductions you can and you you want to come out with zero. I don't know if there's a preference amongst the tax people yeah. as to how they want their client to come out or what's what's best. You know, if you got to get some money back, I guess cool, but I don't know if there's a preferred, you know, kind of individual yeah, or business. Yeah. Um so so the answer uh and, and you're going to quickly realize I'm going to say this a lot because it's a very, you know, any tax people that are out there listening, they're going to quickly uh laugh at this, but it depends, right? Like <laughs> you know, it, it really all depends on the person. You know, some people are very good at budgeting and saving their money, and so okay, yeah, if they owe I mean, I've seen people owe like, you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars at tax time. And to them, it's just like, oh, OK, yeah. You know, and, and don't get it wrong. If four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar tax bill for someone who makes one point five million, that's still a lot of money yes, if, it is. if they are especially spending a lot. So, mm. you know, uh, it, it it depends. Right. Someone who's good at budgeting. I don't think it would really matter. Uh, now, you would want to uh, understand things like the underpayment penalty. OK, because. You know, there is a penalty for not making estimated tax payments Mm -hmm. uh, and there are pros and cons to it. Right. You know, okay, a lot of people are like, I'm going to hold on to my money. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to make a larger return than the penalty would essentially be. And that is good in theory. You just have to make sure you invest your money and you're actually getting that return, like you said. Uh, But if you uh, decide not to do that, right, there are you will be hit with an estimated tax penalty. And also there are other. 
uh, instances, like in the event that you're ever like in trouble with the IRS, if you haven't been making your estimated tax payments, you are not up to date on your tax payments, essentially. So you won't be able to get any type of like penalty abatement or different things like that. That's a little bit more advanced, you know, mm-hmm. outside of just regular tax preparation. That's more like tax resolution. Do you do mostly uh, personal or are you business or you just do both? Yeah, you know, mostly. Depends on what comes to you. So. Now, whenever you say personal taxes, so you can have a business, but your business tax return gets attached to your personal this tax is return. True. This is true. So Absolutely. In that regards, I it's mostly like 1040s that I file. Um, a lot of them are business owners or real estate investors. But whenever you're talking about like business returns, that's like S Corps, C Corps mm-hmm. and partnerships. Uh, I'd have about, uh, you know, 15 to 20 of those, not too many of those, okay. uh, to be honest. Those are a little bit more complex, and I charge a lot more for those. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let me get make sure I'm clear. So if I'm if I'm a guy, I make 50000 a year, $35,000, a year. Do I need to see a tax guy? You know, who, who, who should I talk to about my money situation? Because— Maybe maybe I want to learn how to better invest. You yeah. know, I'm, I want to know what to do with my money. I'm having some problems here. I'm having some problems there. Should I be going to a tax guy to have this conversation? I think I think if you have a business, you should be seeing a tax person. I think if you uh, own real estate, you should be do- seeing a tax person. But for most people who have, uh, you know, just a W two job. Maybe some investments on the side, like if you're just, uh, you know, maybe if you trade a lot, if you do cryptocurrency, you should definitely see a tax advisor. But if you are like a long term investor, you just invest, maybe you have some dividends, things like that. You could probably just either do it yourself or go to H&R Block because that wouldn't be too complex. But the moment you have a business or you have um, I wouldn't say one rental property. You could probably manage that yourself. But two, three, four, you know, oh, you should for sure make that switch because, there again, there's a lot of caveats that go into owning real estate and their deductions that are involved with that. Uh, things like the safe harbor limitations and things like that. How hard is your job uh, to do? And 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 also, as you speak about being hard, when are people coming to see a tax guy or gal? When are you know are they last minute around April? You see them or yeah, um, the big flood comes in around March, April. You know, there's that's probably the largest flood of when people are, are reaching out to you. The second largest, uh, you know, income of people would probably be close to the tax filing extension uh, deadlines. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, uh, around September, October. You know, you get quite a bit of a rush there. Um, year-end tax planning, you start, you know, getting into uh, tax season is, is also a little bit of a rush. I've marketed myself to where I kind of try to have people reaching out to me year-round. I was going to ask you that, too. I'm like, I don't want to sound dumb, but, you know, most people, when they think tax, they think that, you know, H&R Block, they see them once, and then there's the rest of the year. Yeah. So, as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm go- I know I'm going back and forth. My apologies, folks. But, yeah, how do you, how do you eat when the bulk of your people might only come at these certain times per year? You know what I'm saying? Because they may only feel like they only need you tax time. Yeah, um, you know, so one of the worst feelings in the world is to go prepare your taxes and find out that you owe fifteen thousand dollars in taxes and you don't have it, right? So that is why essentially you would tax plan is because not only do you uh, get insight into what's actually have into what's actually happening with your business, mm-hmm. uh, but now you can start to plan around that, right? You can come, you know, what are some ideas that I can do? 
a lot of people don't even realize, okay, we all know about a 401k, you know, that's a retirement plan at your employer, but self-employed individuals can actually open up something that's known as a solo 401k, which is like a 401k on steroids almost. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the max uh, for a 401k contribution that you can put into uh, a 401k regular is 20,500 this year. You can get a tax deduction for that. For a solo 401k, it is uh, $61,000 max. Now it's not a flat 61,000. There's like a structure component to it uh, where the first half is based off of, uh, it's a contribution by the employee, which would, if you're self-employed, you're the employee and the employer. Mm -hmm. So the first 20,500 is an employee contribution and the the remaining 40,000 or so would be uh, the employer contribution. And so there's like a formula that goes into the employer part of that contribution. Man, uh, what to you, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to ask questions that I think somebody watching because I could, I don't want to ask personal questions for me because I would have so many. Um, oh, man, shoot away. You have no idea. So the, the, Okay, I will, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, and, and I, I hope this applies to some people because my mother is older. Okay. And this was one, I don't know if I asked you this. I probably, maybe I did, but... I'm con- my mother's older. My mother's 81. Uh, and this might be a dumb question. She came. She has some real estate for for Medicaid and Medicare for them to continue to take care of you. You can't have any money on the books, so okay. to speak. You you know, if they you know, even, you know, the monies that they get coming in Social Security, you have you can only have a certain amount of money because right. they're going to take that money. And if they if you have to go to like a home or something like nursing home or something like that, they're going to take whatever you got. But you can't have any property, no money, whatever you got. You got to drain it and you just can't give it away. Some weird stuff. Yeah. So I was concerned because they're like my mom had this one little property, family property. And they're like, oh, well, Medicaid can't take care of her. She has this property in her name. So they're like, so you can put it up for sale and sell it. So you get money back from that. I'm like, okay, does my mom need to file on this? And does she need to be filing every year at the age of 81 and just getting money from Social Security? Maybe dumb question. I don't know. So if you get Social Security, you should be filing. You should receive a tax form. Uh, you may not owe any taxes, um, you know, but you should uh, receive a tax form where you should be filing. Really? Because she hasn't, she, at <clears throat> least in the last two years that I know about. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on camera. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all, it, look, I, I've, I've seen way, if you said two years, I've seen, I've seen way more than that. So, okay. uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, she should get it filed, you know, but uh, technically, with Social Security, yes, you should receive a, a tax uh, form and you would file that. Um, now, there are certain benefits that are not taxable. So depending on like, so like, for example, the VA benefits, like right. that would not be uh, a taxable event. Okay. Um, but if you sold the home, right, now that's capital gains. Yeah, you would have to have to uh, file a tax return for that. So mm. um, now she, if, if it's a personal home, there's an exclusion that everyone uh, can take advantage of. So if you own a personal home and you live in it for two years in a five-year span, then you can sell that home. And if you're single, you can exclude the first $250,000 of capital gains from your uh, from you know paying taxes on it. And if you're married filing jointly, you can exclude $500,000 in capital gains. Some of this stuff is big and way over my head, man. Um, <laughs> This was and it was just land too. It wasn't no, it wasn't home. It was just it was just oh, it, it was it, just property, it's man. It's, it was just property. Uh, other biggest problem that you see people have when they come to you. What do you, what do you see the most? Where you like this is 
this is this happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so like if you're maybe a new business owner, one of the most common questions I get is like, what can I actually deduct on my tax return? You know, you know what, what can I deduct as a business owner? Go and for so, that car first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that that's a very common one. There's a lot of caveats that go into, you know, owning a vehicle. You're going to have to track your miles, if you know, if you want to deduct uh, vehicle miles. But that is that is uh, an expense, you know, vehicle expenses. Uh, I tell people to go and look, pull up a Schedule C, and then we look at the expenses section, and it kind of lists it out all the different, uh, all the different, you know, line items. And I tell them that some some things are not going to be on there. Like for example, your phone bill, they don't have a line item for phone bill, right? That may have to go into like either an office expense, <clears throat> or it may have to actually go into like other expenses. But mm-hmm. advertising. Um, you know, everyone, not everyone, but some taxpayers are entitled to take a home office deduction. So a lot right. of, uh, you know, like your utilities, your mortgage interest, if you uh, live in an apartment, part of your rent can be all be deducted with like your home office expense. Uh, not everyone qualifies to take it. So, you know, you would want to like, of course, check with the tax advisor, make sure that they, that you can take the home office expense. Um you know, the way I like to sum it up for people is if it's ordinary and necessary, and there's actually a third one, if it's reasonable. So if other people, what are other tax advisors? Like are other tax advisors going out and buying a Maserati and deducting it on their tax return? You know, pro- you know, probably not. Right. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not reasonable. Now you can, I've, I've, I've heard of people try to make the argument and, you know, that's, you know, the shady gray part of, of the tax code, right, mm-hmm. is that a lot of it is based on interpretation, you know, ordinary, necessary, and reasonable. That's pretty much what the IRS says uh, is well, needed. To them, that, that Maserati was needed. Exactly. You know, so, uh, you know, you would have to conv- – I always tell people, imagine it's not me who is going to be relatively friendly. Imagine that it's an IRS agent and you're trying to tell them that it's reasonable, right? They've worked with – numerous audit situations exactly like this so um yeah no no no. and i I, i'm not a big fan of the luxury part of 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 the tax code right because i feel like that's where uh again you run into that shady gray area i've worked with people who have had uh deductions thrown out like they 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 went and had you know work with someone they come to me when they're getting audited (laughs) Uh, you know, because, you know, they, they deducted stuff and it gets tossed out because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hold up ordinary, necessary and reasonable. Mm-hmm. And that that problem that that creates is really not one that you want to go down. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for being uh, aggressive to an extent. Right. You know, there there is that fine line that I, I, I wouldn't want to cross. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of luxury things I, I, I would probably tend to stay away from just because that necessary part you know what are the three things again ordinary necessary and reasonable i meant reasonable is it is Mm -hmm. it reasonable that's the that's the third one so um but yeah uh you know people have uh it would blow your mind if you just like sat there and look at uh different court cases of things that have been uh approved i mean there's some crazy ones out there you know Mm um you know i don't want to go too much into it but you know if you guys want to do some research you know there have times been when you know like dog food has been deducted because like someone owns like a uh, 
someone owns like a junkyard and so the <laughs> the 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 junkyard dog yeah the junkyard the, dog they got that cats. sounds reasonable to me no. i can go for, I, I can go for that it, if i have a junkyard and i got a junkyard dog who's like the guard dog it's held up i, I think i should be able to write that off look if, if i really went into it i don't know how appropriate some of the things that, that, that there's some funny ones out there let me just say that give um, me one more give me one more give me one more that you've heard that somebody deducted uh, um so uh, off the top of my head, there was someone who got um, um, surgery done, and uh, they actually got that uh, validated, you know, because yeah, they they were were they were they, they, were, they, they were like a dancer. They were a dancer. Yeah, they were like a dancer. That was their business, and they were able to write it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember all of the intricacies, and I'm not saying go out and do this, <laughs> right, you know, because you know this was a court case where. I, I believe one of the stipulations was whenever she was done working, she had to remove them. You know, I don't know how. What? Okay. I don't know wow. how they're going to validate that, right? You know, there, there's some. There, like I said, there's some interesting ones out there. Okay, um, got you, got you. You know, but I would. I generally you're, you're, stay away. Yeah. If okay. it's questionable, if it's not, if it doesn't seem reasonable, probably back up. Probably back 50 up. Fifty feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, now, gotcha. now, of course, there's there's always being aggressive, right? You know, whenever you start talking about purchasing real estate to to you know get bonus depreciation to offset your income, right? That is a strategy that you want to look at. You know, bonus depreciation, uh, utilizing retirement accounts, you know, different things like that are are things that you want to you know aggressively look at. Okay. All right. How hard is it if I get this book? The book is called Tax Strategies You Can't Find on Google. How hard of a read is this? Can the ordinary guy or gal like myself, can we get this book and can we understand some of these practices that you have in the book? Cuz what my fear is that the book would be so far over my head. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm be supposed to try to write off from what I just read. Yeah, um, you know, I would like to say yes it is. Um, <laughs> you know, but if anyone ever gets it and they don't like it, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. I'll, I'll happily refund you if it was just way over your head. Um, but I would like to say that I did break it down to a relatively, ba you know, very easy, you know, some some of the things like statute limitations, you know, mm -hmm. how, how long should you keep your tax records, right? I go over all that, you know, all those different scenarios. I go over some scenarios where like, okay, what types of income are not taxable? Okay, you know, so I, I kind of list it mm -hmm. out. So. And then, you know, I get into some of the real estate things. Like I talk about 1031 exchanges and uh, depreciation and different things like that. So okay. uh, maybe that part may get a little bit more complicated. But uh, overall, I'd say it's, it's pretty it's pretty Good, easy. easy read. And I, I'll learn some stuff and it might be some tax things that I can take advantage yeah. of this coming year. Uh, man, I appreciate you so much. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to sign up for one of the sessions because I got so many questions. I want to say some, you know, because I got properties and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So I got some weird stuff that's probably happening where I need to sit down with you and have an extended time. Hey, anytime, <laughs> man. Anytime. But for the folks, again, give them the information so they can follow you. I know you give a lot of tax, great information online because I follow you, so I know. Uh, and it's all very useful. So I appreciate that and thank you for that information. But there's people that they're going to be looking for information. And, you know, I, I think anyone who is interested in money, I don't care how much you make. I think if you're interested in money, taking advantage of some of the tax breaks that could be out there, I think that you should see a tax person personally. I think that you uh, should read up on it and understand because even for the guy or gal making 50000 or less right now, that may not always be the case. Right. At some point, you may double, triple, quadruple that money or maybe even more. And the sooner you start learning some of these practices, you can start implementing these practices and your money is long. Yeah. 
And so we're interested in that. But give them, give them the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my Instagram is Doherty Tax Solutions, D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y Tax Solutions uh, on Instagram. Uh, that That's my Instagram. On Twitter, it's Doe Tax Solutions, D-O-U Tax Solutions. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, taxes, they say that taxes is your life's largest expense. So uh, if you can potentially take advantage of the tax code and reduce the amount of taxes that you pay, you should definitely not pass up on that knowledge. The book is is it only available when I go to your Instagram because I know I can connect on your Instagram and all your stuff is there. But is, can I go to Amazon or somewhere else? So can... I don't think it's on Amazon. It is an ebook. Okay. Uh, it is on Gumroad. So if you go to Gumroad, you know you can purchase it through uh, through Gumroad. But other than that, yeah, try to go to the links on uh, my Instagram or Twitter and you can find it that way. All right, and I gotta ask you, a Houston guy, so I gotta find out what's your favorite classic Houston record. Oh man, uh, you know, there's Mo City Done. There's you can uh, stop right there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, no, know, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, there, that's a good one. Though. That's a good there's, one. There's a bunch, right? Uh, you know, peeping in my window with with Lil mm, Kiki. That, okay, that, that okay, one. okay, okay, uh, okay. Of all the funny ones, uh, repping my block by Rob G. Uh, wow. Okay, yeah. what a grab. Okay, I would say wow. I would say that's a classic. Okay, um, you know, I have a few. I have a few. You know, that's I, nice. I listen to a lot of Zero. I listen to. Uh, so I don't really listen to as much music anymore. But back in the day, I used to jam a lot of Zero, a lot of Slim Thug, Paul Wall. Oh, uh, 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 still tipping. You know that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah, classics. Um, you know, Devin the Dude. Uh, you know, all, 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 all those guys. Devin, love Devin. All right, uh, greatest PV experience. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> he said it like it was too many. <sighs> You know, I, I would I would just say either going on the road, you know, some of the road trips that we had. So, you know, uh, we, we went to the SWAC uh, championship and, and one year was in Fort Worth, but two years it was in uh, New Orleans. So, you know, we would, you know, I don't want to get yeah, into yeah, too I'm much. Yeah, this is a story you can get into. Oh, yeah, no, I want to okay, get into okay. too much detail. I don't I don't I don't want to. Yeah, but, you know, we, you know, had fun in New Orleans, went to Bourbon Street. Um, but outside of that, right, you know, have you ever been to like Prairie View's Homecoming? I have, oh. I have, I have. I used to always go, especially back in the days when I was working at the box. So, oh, as yeah, an undergrad, yeah, we do it every year it's crazy. Oh my god, crazy! It's it a is. little bit more chill now that I've graduated. But when I was an undergrad, you know, I was a little bit younger. You know, it was just it was it was college. You know, so it was it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, hey, but uh, I yeah. Probably. Did you meet your your wife at PV? Yeah, so actually that's my greatest experience. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm trying to lead you to that because I don't want to be watching this and be like, yeah. wait, uh, God, I'll minute. talk. I'll talk about it actually. So it, <laughs> it was very funny how 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 we actually met. So she was actually up at the library studying um, with some people. It was in the it was in the. <laughs> um, Man, uh, so back whenever I was in undergrad, we called it Club Library, which is the uh, the computer lab in the library. Okay, okay. So um, I walk in there with some teammates. She's already studying, and you know, I I was you know I thought she was you know very good looking. So I immediately just sat down. There was a seat you know that was open next to her. I sat down. And I just you know is this? I first asked her, is this seat you know taken? <laughs> and she told me no. So that was my invitation. So okay. I, I started talking to her. Did not get her number. There, as, as 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 crazy as it may sound, um, you know, we, you know, I didn't grab her number. Ran into her in the cafeteria, like the next day or something like that, and grabbed her number there. And then, uh, yeah, we, yeah, that was my senior year in, in no, that was my junior year in uh, in college. Oh wow! So how how many years is that for you now? That's, yep. 
Man, we've been together a while. About 10 years? Uh, so we, look, look, I'm doing your math. Eight? Uh, so, yeah, we would have met in 2014, 2013, late 2013. Here uh, I am doing your mathematics. So we, we didn't we didn't immediately start seeing each other in, in 2013. Like, I would say we started really seeing each other in, like, 2014. Okay, so, okay, okay. That's almost 10 years. That's eight years now. Yeah, so. congratulations, man. What's, what's special about her? Oh, man, I could tell right off the get-go that not only is she, you know, really good-looking, but she's very intelligent, and I could tell right off the get-go she's very good with kids, and I knew that, that you know, this is who I want to be the mother of my of my mm, kids. You know, like that, that. that's really what, what stuck that. out for me. And what is success to Grant? What is success to me? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I would probably say, you know, you know, being able to spend time with the people that you that you love and having a good relationship with them, you know, that is probably going to be success. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a fine. I wouldn't put a financial number on it because, of, of course, you know, financial security is one of the things that would come along with that. But, uh, you know, there 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 you don't need all the money in the world to to really be successful, you know, and, and you know. I've worked with a, a bunch of millionaires that are just, you know, miserable, miserable, right? <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't, I would definitely wouldn't say that it's, that it's a, a a number or dollar figure. I wouldn't say that it's like a, you know, a superstar that just hit, you know, his, you know, five hundredth home run. Even though that's really cool and very talented, you know, to me, I would say that, you know, being able to spend time with the people that you love and you know, building good relationships with them, that's successful. Got you. And here I am. We talk baby. Ball and I didn't ask you. Obviously, I, I want to think if you're from H Town. Oh, you, Astros. I, I would like to think, but I don't want. I don't want to. You know, you, oh, you could say some other team, and and I don't know. But I'm 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 just curious to is, is are the Astros your favorite? Oh yeah, oh, okay, man. Okay. man. Shout out to my man Paul Wall. I've never <laughs> seen a rapper throw in Houston sports into his songs the way how he does. He it. loves the uh, Astros, wh- wh- man. Man, what's what's that song he did it with Lil Kiki? Uh, Break them off. That mm-hmm. is like that's a classic. I can't believe I left that off. You know? <laughs> he went back to he, it. He shouts out uh, Berkman. He shouts out. He shouts out a few Paul, people. Paul is the king of the shout out rap. He yeah. can, he can put he'll put your name in it so smooth. Yeah, he's that's what I used to call it. Shout out rap. He is great at. I love okay. Paul such a such a great guy but, yeah, he's cool. so you were very excited about this Astro season then oh yeah and uh, and in 2017 I still got my little replica ring that I, <laughs> that I'll, uh, you know will they make it back again this year I would like I would like year. to think so you know there's a lot of one thing I've realized you know playing baseball uh, it's not about being the best team it's about who gets hot at the right time you know mm-hmm. so as long as they can get hot at the right time which this past year they they really did mm-hmm. uh, that's really all that matters you know you could be the last team going into the the playoffs and end up winning. I think the Nationals did that, hmm. you know, back in 2019. So, uh, you know, I like the energy that the that the Astros fans bring to the game. They, yes, it, gets, it gets hectic, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think they got it, man. Okay, we we'll see. I'm gonna hold you on that, Mr. Okay. Grant. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate, appreciate your time. It. I know you you had to block it out for me, man, but I appreciate your time. No, it was a pleasure. And I'm, man. I'm really hoping that people get something out of it. I've never talked to a tax person. I know I didn't ask all the questions that I should because now that you're in front of me, everything has ran out the window. But I hope if they have a question, they just hit you directly and oh, yeah. uh, hopefully you can uh, set them on the right path and get their money game straight. So thank you again, brother. No, no, no. Thank you.